God bless you, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. God bless you. God bless you, everyone. Hello. We're back on the, tonight. It's Tuesday night. God bless you, Bishop J. Donald Edwards. None other than this great man of God. God bless you, Bishop Edwards. We are excited that you all are joining us. Hello, mom. God bless you, mom. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for you all on tonight. Amen. God bless you all. Um, hold on for a second. Let me turn this, get this straight real quick. <laughs> um, God bless you. We hope you all had a great day today. God bless you all. While you're coming in, say hello. If you don't mind, do me a favor, um, like and share if you don't mind. We're also live on our YouTube um, um, channel, our YouTube page, Pastor BJ Connections. So God bless you all. We are live there as well. So we thank God for you, 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 and you. Amen. After all of this, this will be on our podcast, so you can go back and you can listen to it, um, Podbean, as well as um, iTunes. You can go back and you can listen to it a little later. God bless you, uh, Brother Benton. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, we thank God for all of you. We are excited. We're here. I'm excited because it's Tuesday night. And then we get to hear the conclusion of the matter. And so I thank God for you all chiming in on tonight, being with us on tonight. But, you know, um, it's been a long day, but it's a good day. All right. So God bless you. Say hello as you're coming in. We want to um, say hello to you all. Um, we will be back on tomorrow morning for our breaking of day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change your life. 15 minutes can change your life. So we will be back on tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. to pray with you all um, for uh, breaking up day. 15 minutes can change your life. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to let that slogan go or not because lately we've been going way over 15 minutes. <laughs> way, way, way over 15 minutes. So we want to be able to um, stay within our time frame in which we are saying 15 minutes. So we're working hard with that. Um, but I kind of get in the zone and it just goes from there. So we're here to continue on in part four. We're about to hear the conclusion of the matter. Do me a favor, you all like and share. If you don't mind, like and share. We're going to hear the conclusion of the matter on tonight, which is uh, we've been teaching in, out of the book of Judges. We've been teaching out of the book of Judges. Um, and so um, good motives with negative results. Good motives with negative results. And so we've been teaching out of the book of Judges and we've been um, teaching about um, this man named Gideon. And so um, we started off in chapter six and now we're in chapter eight where we want, really want to be at on tonight. Um, and we're gonna do just a real smidget of a recap, real, real small recap because we wanna get to um, our part four on tonight part four. If you've missed the other three parts, you can go back on our YouTube channel, Pastor BJ Connect Connections, and um, you can subscribe there also and like if you don't mind. All right. You can go there and you can watch them if you um, want to just listen to them on iTunes or Podbean. Our podcast is Pastor BJ Connections. Go there also for us and like 
and subscribe as well. All right. And so you can also go to our church page, which is Overcomer Outreach Christian Center. And so you can go to our church page and you can also um, view the videos there as well over there. And do me a favor, like that as well and share that for me if, as well. So, um, but listen, I got an announcement. I got an announcement. If you have not registered for the Bow Summit, if you have not registered for Bow Summit 2020, this is our first annual Bow Summit. Um, the Lord gave me this a couple of years ago. And I have been sitting on it and sitting, sitting on it. And I really do believe that the Lord has asked us to go ahead and move forward with this Bow Summit 2020. And the Bow is B-O-W, all right, B-O-W. And it, it, it means Business Oil and Worship. It's the acronyms of Business Oil and Worship. And so as you can see on the flyer, we will have none other than Bishop J. Donald Edwards, this great man of God from the Dream Center of Raleigh, North Carolina. He will be with us on that evening, that Friday evening at seven o'clock p.m. And then we will have um, Tiffany Montgomery, this powerful woman of God who is a prophetess. So we got two prophets. Um, <clears throat> that will be with us on Friday night. Bishop J. Donald Edwards is a true man of God, is a true prophet. I know it to be so, all right? <laughs> he has spoken some words um, in our life and they have come to pass. And so many other people that I know he has spoken words into their lives. And so they have manifested as the man of God, heard from the spirit of God and spoken to the lives of the people. And so listen, you don't want to miss him. You don't want to miss him. He, I believe that he has a phenomenal word that's going to come forth right from a man, the, um, the voice of God. And so Tiffany Montgomery, that Saturday, which is our empowerment session, that Saturday is our empowerment session. And it will be a private Zoom session at 11 a.m. on that Saturday, 11 a.m. But you must go to our website, www bgjonesministries.org. Um, you have to go to our website. You have to sign up at our reg uh, register at our website and sign up at our website. You have to do that. So go there to our website, www.bgjonesministries.org. Org, go there, be a part of it. It is a small registration fee of $35, very small, very um, economical for the people and the caliber that you will be receiving a word from on Friday night and Saturday morning, very small registration fee. And so what happens is that we're going to talk about business oil and worship because um, we as believer, believers, um, children of Christ, the ecclesia, the body of Christ, we're supposed to be effective, impactful, and influ influential in the marketplace. We are supposed to be there. So I need you all to share. I need you all to spread the word. I need you all to go and register um, for the Bow Summit Business Oil and Worship. If you are an entrepreneur, you're looking to be an entrepreneur, listen, we have some great people here that have can give you some sound wisdom, some sound advice, some things that help catapult you to where you need to be at and where you want to be at. And they will be with us on these two days, these two days. All right. And so we want to be a part of it. Who, who doesn't want to sit at the feet of such great people, man and a woman of God, 
as with their caliber of knowledge, their caliber of anointing, um, their business savviness. They have it. Trust and believe when I tell you they have it. And so you don't want to miss it. You definitely want to be a part of it. All right. So go ahead, register for us, Bow Summit 2020, www.bgjonesministries.org. Be a part of that. You don't want to miss it. All right. God bless you. Thank you so, so very much. And thank you all to those who have already registered. Thank you so very much for registering already. We want to get your registration packet out to you. I got some great things that I want to be sending out. And so I want to get you um, your registration packet. It is not just for women. Hello. Hey, this is not just for women. It is not just for women. I know sometimes when women are putting on conferences, men oftentimes think that it's just for women. It's not. All right. I'm an equal opportunity uh, person. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity person. So it's not just for women. So go ahead and be a part of that. Okay. Uh, we thank God for you all. God bless you, Alyssa. God bless you. Amen. Dear friend, sister, we got, thank God for you. Um, Alyssa Wiles of Wiles World Worldwide. We thank God for all of you. Um, Listen, 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 listen. I know you all have been missing. I'm just doing these announcements. We're not going to be before you very long one tonight, but I know you all, um, um, Listen, I know you all have been missing us. We will be back. Let's have the conversation is coming back. We're coming back. We're just scheduling some things, making sure we got some things tight and we will be coming back. All right. So actually we're looking to come back on this upcoming Monday. We're going to be doing every other Monday instead of every Thursday. So mark your calendars. Let's have the conversation. We'll be coming back on this upcoming Monday and every other Monday not every Thursday. So mark your calendars. That's with myself, um, Pastor um, BJ Connections, and Alyssa Wiles, A Wiles World Worldwide. We will be coming back. All right. In the meantime, listen, all right, um, uh, we got another thing, another announcement, and then we're going to go into the word of God. That's why I said I'm going to do a brief, a brief uh, recap. All right. So I've been telling you all, you all been um uh, with us for breaking up day prayer conference call, you know that I've been talking about it's time to go on a fast, a time of fasting, praying, and reviving, a time of fasting, praying, and reviving. We will be starting October the 1st. Those of you who would like to connect up with Overcomer Outreach Christian Center, you want to be a part of what we're doing because we got some things that will be coming forth in the new year. All right. You know, inbox me or um, email me at Overcomer OCC at gmail.com. All right. We will be going to a 10 day fast, a 10 day fast. We'll be praying uh, every evening at 6 p.m. on Wednesdays, every hour on the hour. We will be praying on Wednesdays as well as our breaking of day prayer conference call. That's still that stuff that we've been doing Bible study and breaking of day that doesn't stop during our fasting. If anything, it helps enhance all of that. All right. We will have daily meditation, that daily meditational thoughts at 12 noon via our podcast. I will not be coming live for that. So if you want to hear that, then you have to go to our podcast for that. All right. Pastor BJ Connections on Podbean or iTunes will be going um, on that. I will not be coming live um, on doing those um, daily meditational thoughts at 12 noon during our fasting, praying and reviving. Um, our fasting hours will be 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, 
can consume water throughout the day. Listen, if you have medication, you're going to take a part of this. You have medications or ailments that you got to continue to be mindful of. Please be mindful. Do it as prescribed. According to your faith, so be it unto you. But don't say that Pastor Jones told you to stop all your medication and all that stuff. Lies. I'm saying it live. No, I did not. Do what you're supposed to do according to your faith. If you have to eat with your medication, then eat with your medication according to your faith, so be it unto you. Okay? So during that time, we have no sugar, no sodas, no beef, no chicken, no turkey, no bread, no chips, no desserts, anything um, we're not going to eat any of those things, but yes, we can have all natural, all natural, 100% juices. We can have vegetables, fruit, seafood, um, tea with no sugar. If you drink coffee, black, no sugar, but even that, you know, all natural stuff, all natural, 100% fruits, vegetables, seafood, um, no uh, dairy, um, anything like that. Okay. No dairies, no, nothing like that. Just fruits, vegetables, um, um, you can have nuts. I didn't put it up here, but you can have nuts. All right. So that's it. So be a part of that. If you want to connect up, let me know. Um, and you want to connect with Overcome Outreach Christian Center, be a part of what we're doing. You can be a part of that. So we thank God for um, you all with that. A conference call, we will be having our conference call number. So um, screenshot this flyer. If you want me to send you the flyer, inbox me your email, and I will definitely get that over to you all. God bless you. Thank you all. All right. So let's get into the word of God on tonight. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Oh God, we love you. We adore you. We thank you for allowing us to come together one more time for this Tuesday night, Tuesday biblical tools, which is our Bible study night. We thank you for the word that has already gone forth. Lord God, we thank you for the series that you have us in. We thank you for how you have ministered, for how you have, Lord God, touched the hearts of the people. We thank you for how we're growing in the word. Lord God, every Tuesday night, we thank you, Father, for being able to come together in corporate time of teaching and worship. And Father, we say thank you. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you will touch me. I pray that you will continue to focus me. I pray that you will continue to have your way in my life. Let self sit down. You stand up boldly on the inside. Speak to me, oh God, that I may be able to speak and minister unto your people. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let it be acceptable in thy sight, oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen, amen, and amen. Do me a favor, y'all. Do me a favor, y'all. Do me a favor, all right? Uh, like and share if you don't mind. Like and share if you don't mind. God bless you, Elder Anthony Hargrove. God bless you. Thank you all for chiming in, all right? <laughs> Alyssa said, oh, Jesus, yes, this fast is going to be, listen, We ser I'm serious about fast. Anybody know me? I love to pray and I love to fast. It's time to do so, all right? It's time to do so. <clears throat> We're coming down to the end of the year. This is a very crucial time. You know, this whole entire year of 2020 has been very crucial. And so, listen, it has been wearing people out. And you got to know when it's time for you to shift your spiritual uh, um, to energy to get recharged. And now is the time for recharging. All right. Now is the time for recharging. So that's why we're fasting, praying and reviving. All right. Because spiritually we're going to revive. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So we're talking about good motives with negative results. Good motives. That's been a topic that we've been talking about. We're in part four on tonight for those who are chiming in and just now chiming in. Listen, if you missed part two, one through three, then guess what you can do? You can go to our YouTube channel, 
Pastor BJ Connections, and you can watch them all. And if you miss, or you can listen to it on our podcast, which is Podbean, Pastor BJ Connection, or you can listen on iTunes and you can get the whole totality of this series, um, Good Motives with ne- Negative, with negative, um, results good motives with negative results god bless you my sister is on here tonight and i'm so excited god bless you LaJoyce kelly joyce thank you for chiming in god bless you love you all right that's my sister all right (laughs) so listen all right let's go to the word of god recap part one we talked about what is a motive right a um a reason for doing something that's what a motive is a reason for doing something whether um especially one that is hidden or not obvious. Okay. Do me a favor, y'all like and share. All right. A motive can be positive or negative. It can be the desire to see someone benefit or negative to see someone fall or to see someone fail. All right. So depending on what your motive is, all right, you must recognize your own heart motive. We talked about the first time around, put boundaries on your desires to keep your motives pure, put boundaries on your desires to keep your motives pure. We talked about that during part one. We talked about faith lens, faith lens, F-A-I-T-H lens, L-E-N-S, all right? Faith lens, that we have to have faith lens during this time. Why? Because Gideon was just only focused on what was going on in his life at that particular time. He could not see beyond where he was at at that particular time. He was in that wine press and he was what? He was attending to the wheat because he was trying to get his family some food. And that's what he was focused on. He had God go through all these hoops just to prove himself to him as to what he was saying. I'm fast forwarding this. So go back and get the details on again. (laughs) All right, YouTube and all of that. All right. So we talked about that. So we talked about sometimes we talked about that this is a family affair with the Midians and um, Midian, the Midianites and the children of Israel. Why? Because uh, we know that the Midians come from Abraham, the lineage of Abraham, his seed through a concubine that he married after Sarah had passed away, uh, Keturah, right? And that's where we get the Midianites. She gave him six sons. She gave Abraham six sons. And so that's where we get all of that from. And so sometimes you go up and you battle against your family, but sometimes you just got to let them go heal and what get delivered let them go heal and get delivered and so the bible says that when the midianites came in along with their allies it just was not the midianites it was allies people that joined forces with the midianites to destroy the children of israel the bible said that they came in they took over everything their animals their crops they took over everything their livestock took it over devoured it total destruction, right? And the Bible says that the children of Israel um, retreated to the mountains. My earring fell out. The Bible says that the children of Israel retreated to the mountains and that's where they hid in some caves. So then when we get to part two, right? When we get to part two, we talked about, um, um, we were dealing, uh, we said that you have to have a full mindset, a full mindset, F-O-W, full mindset, faith, obedience, and worship will get anything you need from the Lord. If you have a full mindset, F-O-W, faith, obedience, and worship, all right? And we talked about um, 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 that we have to be um 
you must have a relationship with God that is holy, that is consistent and built on good motives and truth. That's what we told you. You have to have a relationship with God that is holy, that is consistent and built on good motives and truth. Um, uh, we talked about uh, our relationship with God is more important than our desires for our desires, right? Our relationship with God is more important than our desire for our desires. Um, we talked about um, we talked about two things that Gideon was doing. He was hiding and um, threshing wheat by hand, which we know that was not the typical way of doing that. Our PowerPoint was many of you is many of you. God is defining who you are and erasing who you thought you were. Why? Because God called Gideon a mighty man of valor. He thought he was a, a one that had to attend to the wheat, right? He thought he was a farmer, one tending to the wheat, but God called him a mighty man of valor. So a lot of us, we got names attached to us. We're doing things that um, God um, says, no, that's not what my ultimate purpose for you in life is. So many of us, even during this time, during this pandemic, God was defining who who you are and erasing who you thought that you were. All right. So we was dealing with all of that and we dealt with all of that in um, uh, part uh, two, part two. All right. So go back and look at that. Part three, part three, we dealt with during chapter seven, part three, we're in chapter seven because part one and two dealt with chapter six. That was a pretty long um, part. All right. Dealt with chapter six. So now we're in part chapter seven part three and what happens we during this chapter we have a person a position a purpose and a place we have a purpose a person a position a purpose and a place that's what we have we have gideon he has a position he's made a military leader god calls him a mighty man of valor and his purpose was to conquer and overthrow the midianites and their allies and the place was at the well of herod Herod. all right we talked about that all right uh we also said gideon and his men were up um up up high and the Midians were what down low there was a sneak attack that was going to happen the lord told gideon to go down there i want you to listen and what that what happened when he went down there to check out the camp when he had already separated the man the men god had cut all the men down to 300 go back and look at it all right we talked about that and when he went down there he heard two men talking in a tent and they called him by his name Listen what happened. The one man says, I saw coming from the top of a hill, a barley bread coming down and it, it basically annihilated, flattened everybody here, all the Midianites, this camp, it flattened all of that. And what happened? And the guy, the other guy interpreted the dream. He said, it must be who? Gideon. He called them, the enemy's gonna call you by your name to speak of his own demise. My God. Jesus. All right. He he called Gideon by his name. That's what the enemy is going to do. Call you by your name and to speak of his own demise. The PowerPoint for that, um, for um, the part three, to allow the image of the display to the, don't allow the image of the display to deter your focus on the purpose of your presence. Don't allow the image of the display 
to deter your focus on the purpose of your presence. Why? Because when Gideon went down into the camp, he's the Bible said that it looked like the whole camp was locusts. It was so many of them. Even the camels, they had so many camels that you couldn't even number them. They looked like locusts. It was, they were everywhere. All right. So don't allow the image of the display to deter your focus on the purpose of your presence. All right. There's a reason why you're there. There's a reason why God has positioned you in the place in which he has positioned you. There's a reason why God is allowing you to see what you're supposed to see. I mean, there is a reason why. So don't allow the display to deter, right? The focus of why you're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be there for a reason. All right. So the other PowerPoint was that the spiritual appearance of who you are is more intimidating than the physical presence of who you are. The spiritual appearance of who you are is more intimidating to the enemy than the physical presence of who you are, right? That time, part three was about the selection. That's what part three was about. It was about the selection. All right. Good motives, negative results. So now we're in part four. We're about to hear the whole conclusion of the matter. So let's go to chapter eight, where we have been reading our focus scriptures from chapter eight. We have been reading our focus scriptures from this. And so, all right, we're going to read it real quick. Uh, chapter eight, verses 22 um, through uh, 28. But we're going to skip a little bit. Uh, we're going to skip. All right. And we're going to go conclude it through 33 through 35. So here goes the here's the reading of God's word. It says, then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, rule thou over us, but thou and thy son and thy son's sons also, for thou have delivered us from the hands of Midian. Right. And he says, and Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. Lord shall The Lord shall rule over you. And Gideon said unto them, I would desire a request of you that you give me every man the earrings of his prey. For they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. And they answered, we will willingly give them. And they spread the garment and did cast therein every man the earrings of his prey. And the weight of the gold earrings and the he and the weight of the gold earrings that he requested was a thousand, um, thou, excuse me, a thousand and seven hundred shackles of gold beside ornaments, collars, and purple raiment that was on the kings of Midian beside the chains that were about the camel's neck. Verse 27, and Gideon made an ephah thereof and put it in the city, even Ophrah, and all Israel went thither in a whoring after it, which the things became a snare unto Gideon and to his house. Thus the Midianites to do before the children of Israel, so that they lifted up their heads no more. And the country was in quietness 40 years in the days of Gideon. Skip with me very quickly to verses 33 through 35. And it came to pass as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel had turned again and went a whoring after Bellum and made Bellum birth birth Bellum Baritha, their God, and the children of Israel remembered not the Lord, their God, who had delivered them out of the hands of all their enemies on every side. 
neither showed them kindness to the house of Gideon, according to all the goodness which he had shown unto Israel. Okay, so let's look at this. So we talked about what a motive was, right? Because that's our, we've been talking about and we've been building up to this place of good motives with negative results. A motive, it can be positive or negative. It can be the desire to see someone benefit or negative to see someone fall or fail. All right. And so we talked about the, that during this particular time, right? You got to have good motives. You must recognize your own heart intent. Someone says, I recognize, say, recognize your own heart intent. That's what you have to do. You have to recognize your own heart intent. And so during this time, God is connecting us with um, new people, new places, and revealing his purpose and plan for our lives. The thing is, is that when you get to these new people and you get to these new places, and as God begins to open up and reveal himself even more unto you, then you got to check your own heart intent. What is your motive? Why are you asking God to um, bless you and to, amen, give you victory over some things and to do some things for you? You got to know your own heart intent, good motives with negative results. So let us hear the conclusion of this whole matter. All right. We're now in chapter eight of the book of Judges, um, but I want to do something real quick. All right. I want to jump back to chapter seven real quick. The latter part of chapter seven. That's what I want to do because we got it's gonna it's gonna all flow together, right? We jump back to the latter part of chapter seven. And what does it say? Verses 23, because we didn't cover this on last week. So verses 23 through 25, what does it say? And when the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Nephatiliai or Nephatili and out of Ashur and out of Manasseh and pursued after the Midianites. So now everything has blown up. The word is out, they're pursuing the Midianites. People are, the Midianites turned on themselves, right? We know the story. Go back to part three, all right? And so, and Gideon sent messengers throughout all Mount Ephraim. This is verse 24 of the seventh chapter, saying, come down against the Midianites and take before them the water of Beth, Berah, and Jordan. Then all the men of Ephraim gathered to themselves together and took the water of Beth, Beth Berah, and Jordan. Uh, and they took two princes of the Midianites, Orab and Zeb, and they slew Orab upon the rock of Orab, and Zeb they slew at the winepress of Zeb and pursued Midian. And they brought the heads of Orab and Zeb, all right, to Gideon on the other side of the Jordan. Okay, so you had a group of the children of Israel fighting on one side of the Jordan and you had Gideon and his men on the other side of the Jordan because they were chasing after the kings of Midianite, of the Midians, right? So this is what happened. As I told you before, now you have an ally. These were enemies that came together to destroy the children of Israel, to take over the children of Israel. So when we get to, amen, we finished reading the latter part, the last three verses of chapter seven of the book of Judges. Gideon sends messengers that throughout all of Mount Ephraim, letting them know to come down and stop what you're doing, capture the kings of Midianites, some of their allies, 
as they were on the run. Gideon did not want them to get away. He was on the opposite side of the Jordan. He did not want them to get away because if they would have fled, they would have fled, they would have got away. So Gideon sends messenger, listen, I need all of y'all. I need Asher, I need Nephitali, I need all of y'all to come on. Stop the men. That's what I need y'all to do. So now what happens is that he calls Nephitali, the men of Asher, and all the men of Manasseh to pursue the their enemy. He calls them, I need y'all to pursue them. He tells them, come and seize the area, the land by the Jordan and Beth Burrah. All right. The, listen, he says, I need y'all to seize this land because this land was really ours anyway. Now we're about to take it back. So I need y'all to seize this land. Don't let the enemy get away. Don't let them get, don't let them, amen, uh, uh, destroy you or go run away. Whereas though now we're going to probably be in a, have an issue with them later on. I'm just paraphrasing, putting it in today's time, right? So now he says, get the enemy. All right. Stop them. I want y'all to take back the land that was already originally ours anyway. All right. But the enemy came in and took a hold of it. So he says the land by Jordan and Beth uh, Burrah which Beth Barah means the chosen house. The children of Israel was the chosen house. This was their land from the beginning. So now they need to go ahead and take back the land. The Bible says that they took the land by the Jordan and Beth Barah, and they took the two princes, Orab and Zeb. That's what they did. They slew Orab upon the rock that was named after him. And the Bible said that they actually, they also killed, they also killed Zeb was slew at the wine press with his name. So the wine press was his area, his name. It was a territory and it was called Zeb. Listen, the place where your enemy has gained the most prestige and recognition, God is going to allow you to overthrow them. So the very place where their name has been stamped and it was considered to be theirs, they actually died at that very place. Their enemies, the enemies were killed at that very place. He allowed the children of Israel to kill their enemies at the very place that was called after them. So the place where your enemy has gained the most prestige and recognition, God is going to allow you to overthrow them. Some of us, we're dealing with people that is gaining prestige and recognition, and they can care less about who we are, what God has said, what God is going to do in our life. And guess what? They're even attacking who you are when they are supposed to have more than who you are. Or, or more than what you have. So now, all right, the enemy says, I'm about to reverse this thing. I'm about to reverse this thing to the place where you're going to see that you're going to overthrow the enemy, even though they might have the recognition and they might have the prestige in that very arena that God is saying. Remember, I told you, let me tell y'all something. The bow summit is real. When I talk to you about business oil and worship, you got to understand that this is the time where you're supposed to be 
influential in some places where the enemy, the non-believer has occupied. And now it seems that they have gotten the clout. They have gotten the recognition. They have gotten the prestige. But the Bible tells me that it is God that will make your name great. And if any, if your name is great any other way, then guess what? You ain't going to be there too long, but it is God that will make your name great. So they took over back over the land and the place where their name had been stamped and sealed. Their name, one God, Orb, amen, Orab, excuse me, Orab, his name was planted on a rock. A rock was called after him. Come on now. And Zeb, he was slewed. He had a wine press. He had a territory. Now, now he slew, he was killed at his very wine press. God said, I'm about to allow you to take back over that which belongs to you. So now we're, as we're in chapter eight, right? We, we're still in chapter eight and something happens, right? When we get to chapter eight, something happens. The men of Ephraim, right? The men of Ephraim has the victory. The Bible said that they brought them over to the other side of the Jordan to Gideon. And so what happens? They killed their enemy. The Bible says in verses one through three, they bring them over to the other side of the Jordan and Gideon now is in the midst of a battle. Look what this happened. Gideon's in the midst of a battle. He calls them down to stop those other people. They know that Gideon is in the midst of a battle and the midst of a war. He's in the midst of a war and he has to stop and deal with his own people. My God, listen, it's the ones that are going to be closest to you that's going to try to get you off focus. It's the ones that are going to be closest to you that's going to try to get you to go into battle and deal with issues that you don't even have to deal with right now. Listen, that's what they did. They got they came up to Gideon and now they're asking Gideon. The people, the religious leaders, they come to Gideon and they come to him and they began to question his actions and his motives. My God. They began to question his actions and they began to question his motives. In verses 1 through verses 3 of the 8th chapter, somebody type in the chat or say out loud wherever you might be type good motives with a negative results look at this Gideon calls these men down he says take back the land the enemy is over there I need y'all to stop them and I need y'all to take back the land which belongs to you and now they come on the opposite side of the Jordan Gideon is chasing after the enemy and they stop before Gideon and they come before Gideon and now they got an issue they're questioning his actions and his motives is. Uh, what did they say? They say, why? All right. And I'm just paraphrasing, putting it up in today's time. Okay. Uh, uh, he they, they asked Gideon, they said, why did you send for us? Why, excuse me, why did you not send for us when you first went to fight the Midianites? They demanded an answer. That's what the word of God says. All right. I'm putting it in today's language in today's time. They came up to Gideon. They asked Gideon, Gideon in the midst of a war. Gideon in the midst of a battle. Now he has to stop and deal with his own people. My God, he has to deal with his own people. And he asked, they asked Gideon, they said, why did you not send for us when you first went to fight the Midianites? And they demanded an answer from Gideon. But I love Gideon's reply. My God, 
in this season, listen, listen, in this season, you got to have the right reply for the right people. All right. In this season, you got to have the right reply for the right people. Look at this. Gideon's reply. Gideon says, God let you conquer your enemy. The generals of the armies of Midian. Gideon asks them a rhetorical question at this time. He says, what have I done in comparison to that? What have I done in, comp in comparison to you? God allowing you to capture your enemy, the generals of the Midian army. What have I done in comparison to that? He says, at the end of it all, he says, your actions at the end of the battle were more important than at the beginning. My God. Jesus, let me tell you something. Your actions, Gideon tells him, he says, your actions at the beginning of the end of the battle is more important than your actions at the beginning of the battle. Oh my God. Listen, this is your golden nugget for tonight. Don't worry about how you start. You just got to finish. My God, don't you worry about how you start. Don't you worry about how this thing had got started. All you got to do is finish. The Bible declares unto us that the race is not given to the swift, neither is the battle to the strong, but to him that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. Listen, don't worry about how it got started. All you got to do is worry about how you won't finish. My God, hallelujah. That's all you got to worry about. Sometimes you just have to check some people. Gideon checked them right where they were at. Amen. Gideon, the Bible says that after Gideon told them, he says, at the end of it all, your actions at the end of the battle were more important than at the beginning. And the Bible said that the men calmed down after Gideon's response. Sometimes you just got to check some people. Amen. So, amen. Somebody write that in the chat. Check some people. In this hour, you got to know what to say. You got to know how to reply to the right people. You got to know what to say. You got to check some people in this hour. Amen. They came up to Gideon and they wanted to, amen, uh, a badger him at the time that he's in the midst of a battle trying to kill off their enemy. Now they want to know why they weren't called when the battle first begun. My God. And Gideon tells them, your actions at the end of the battle is more important than the beginning. The victory isn't, uh, the victory isn't in the beginning, but it's in the finish. My God, the victory is in the finish, not in the beginning. Who cares how it started long as I finish strong. Who cares how it started long as I come up come out on top. Who cares how it started? As long as God gives me the victory. Amen. Hallelujah. The battle. Amen. Don't, I don't care how it started. Long as God, hallelujah, takes me to the finish line. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. So don't worry about how it starts. Long as you finish and you finish strong. Amen. I don't care how this year started out and it started out crazy. My God, it has started out crazy. But long as we finish strong in this battle, because we've been warring, we've been battling against this pandemic. We've been warring, we've been battling against oppression and depression. We've been warring and battling against sickness and death. Amen. I don't care how it started, but God said in the end of it all, I'm going to allow you to have the victory. My God, my God. So the Bible says that Gideon and his 300 men, they crosses over the Jordan 
And when they get over there, because they were in pursuit of the enemy running away, they came to a place called Sokoth. All right. So cough. All right. And they try, they were tired and they were hungry. And the Bible said that they asked the men of so-called, amen, can we have some food? And the Bible said that the men of so-called says, they say, well, well, let me, let me say this. The men of Gideon asked, can we have some food? Because we're in, we're in pursuit of the enemy. Amen. We're in pursuit of uh, a Zabai and we're in pursuit of Zalmuna, uh, Zamona. All right. Zamuna. That's how you pronounce it. Zamuna. All right, we're in pursuit of the enemy. We're in pursuit of these kings. And so when the men of Sakoth hear this, they tell Gideon, they said, no, we can't give you no food. And I'm just paraphrasing, putting in today's time. They said, no, we can't give you no food. Ha, uh, you have not, amen, conquered and you have not killed them yet. What if you fail killing them? Then they will hear about what we did and they will come back and destroy us. So no, we can't give you no food. Gideon and his men have been fighting all all night long. They have been fighting for days on end. And so now they're at the place where they're tired and they're hungry and they need some substance to help give them some energy. And the men of Sakaf says, no, we can't give you no food because if you don't if you fail to kill the enemy, then when they hear about it, they're going to come back and kill us. And so Gideon gives them a warning. Gideon said, all right, let me tell y'all something. I love Gideon's position and his posture. I love Gideon's attitude at this point in time, because now Gideon ain't taking tea for fever. He telling people, he said, all right, find him. Don't worry about it. Gideon tells them, he says, listen, this is your warning. I'm letting you know that when I kill these kings, I'm coming back. And when I come back, I am going to do destroy. I am going to, amen. The Bible said that he tells them, he says, when I come back and return, I'm going to tear your flesh with thorns and briars. Amen. All of from your own wilderness. We're going to go into your wilderness and we're going to get thorns and we're going to get briars and we're going to kill you and we're going to scrape your flesh until you die. My God, Gideon said, no, we ain't doing this. I love his attitude at this time. Here we started off with a man, amen, that could not even take God at his first word, but now he is at the place where he has proven that he is a mighty man of valor. He has proven that he is a true military leader. Amen. So the Bible says that Gideon leaves the cause and he goes to a place called Peniel. And when he gets to the Peniel, he asks them the same question. Can they give him some food, him and his men? And the people in Pernell, the men in Pernell said, no, we can't do it. They give them the exact same answer that the men in Sakoth give them. And Gideon says, okay, then don't worry about it. Amen. I'm bringing it up to the day's time. He said, don't worry about it. He said, but when I come Come back after I kill these kings. I'm gonna tear down your tower. You ain't gonna have nowhere to live. You ain't gonna have no protection. Don't even worry about it. So the Bible says that Gideon and his men, amen. He tells them when it's all said and done, amen. We're gonna come back and we're gonna deal with you. But right now, I don't got time to deal with this pettiness. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. I don't know who I'm talking to, but right now, you don't got time to deal with the pettiness. Oh my God. Hey, man, somebody type that. I don't got time to deal with the pettiness. I don't got time to deal with it. Amen. Because I got a mission. I got a purpose that is greater before me right now. I'll get back to you later, but I don't got time to deal with the pettiness. Come on, give God.
got some praise. My God, God bless you, Elma. Amen. Thank God for you while we're, amen, on our YouTube channel. We thank God for you. God bless you. Amen. I don't have time to deal with it. So the Bible says that Gideon leaves, amen, Penel, and then he gets there. And the Bible says that as he leaves, he's still chasing after the kings of Midian. And while he's chasing after the kings of Midian, the Bible says, amen, that the kings of Midian in their remnant, they only have 15,000 troops at this time. The Bible said that 120,000 were already had already been killed off. So now it's only 15,000 men left of the Midian in their allies. <coughs> of Midian in their allies. The Bible says that while Gideon was dealing with that and he was getting ready to get in pursuit back of the kings, the Bible said that at this time, the kings of the Midianites, the Midians and their remnant of 15,000 troops were in Karkor, Kakor. They were in Kakor. Amen. This place called K-A-R-K-O-R. They were in this place. And when you look at the word Kakor, amen, the word Kakor means open desert wasteland. Oh my God. They were in an open desert and they were in a wasteland. They were where they can was completely visible and they were in a place of waste. Oh my God. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in verse 11 that the Bible uh, tells us that Gideon and his 300 men circled the camp. Amen. He saw them. They were in full visible view. They were able to be seen because they were in an open desert. So the Bible said that Gideon and his men, they came up on him. And the Bible said that they began to circle his camp. They began to circle the enemy's camp. And the Bible specifically says, look at this. The Bible specifically says that they circled the camp from the east. That's what the Bible says. They came in from the east. And anytime God specifically puts something in a passage of scripture, there is a reason why he put it there. Amen. The Bible said that they came in from the east. And when I began to read and I began to study, I began to realize that there is something significant about the east. Somebody type in the chat, type east, type east. That's what you got to type. Type East. E-A-S-T. East. Somebody type East. The Bible said that they circled his camp, the enemy's camp from the East. There is something significant about East. Amen. In the book of Ezekiel, amen. Ezekiel has a vision in the 43rd chapter. The vision of God is of God's glory coming in from the East. They entered the, the Bible said that God's glory enters the temple from the East. And then that same temple, that in that vision in Ezekiel the forty third chapter, that same temple, the Bible said that the temple faced the east, and with a river of flowing water coming out of it from the east, there is something significant about east, the direction of east. And the Bible says, Amen, Hallelujah, that the Messiah is prophesied to come from the east. 
verse in Matthews 2, 1 through 2 in the ninth verse, Isaiah 40 and 3, the Messiah is prophesied to come from the east. And the Bible also lets us know in Jesus this sins. I met from the Mount of Olive, excuse me, he ascends, excuse me, ascends from the Mount of Olive from the east of Jerusalem. Amen. Acts 1, 6 through 12. You must realize that there is something significant about the east. When you deal with the east, the direction of the east, there will be a power and a glory of God toward the east. There is deliverance from the east. There is protection from the east. The east is where you will meet God and have an encounter with God from the east. Victory comes from the east. God speaks from the east. Somebody says east. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you, Apostle Brown. Fred Brown, my brother. Amen. From another mother. God bless you. Amen. From the East, from the East, there is a significance about the East. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Gideon men, they come in uh, and they circle the Midianite camp from the East and they conduct a surprise raid. The Bible says that the two kings of the Midianites, they fled and Gideon chased and captured them. We're almost through here now. Amen. The Bible says that Gideon returns to Sukkoth and after, first of all, as he was returning to Sukkoth, remember he told them, I told you that when I capture these kings, I'm going to come back and I'm going to deal with you. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a time to deal with the pettiness. Amen. But at the beginning, it wasn't time to deal with it. But you got to be a person of your word. You got to mean what you say and say what you mean in this hour you cannot amen trip over your words but you gotta mean what you say and say what you mean Gideon the Bible said that as Gideon was traveling back to Sakaz, Sakaz the Bible says that he meets a young man from Sakaz and he tells the young man to write down all the 77 names of the politicians and the religious leaders in Sakaz and the Bible said that when Gideon gets there. He taunts the man and he tells them, here's the kings of Midian. I told you that I was going to capture them. I told you that I was going to get them, but you didn't believe me. And because you didn't give me no food when we asked for it, when we was weary and we we were tired, you refused to give me food. Gideon said, now I'm going to be a man of my word. I'm going to be a man of my word and I'm going to deal with you. The Bible said that Gideon taunted the man and he he tortured them and the bible said that he 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 scraped their flesh with thorns and briars he scraped their flesh with thorns and briars i don't know about you but i'm so excited that the bible tells us in psalms amen 23 and 5 the a clause that god that thou will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy some of y'all god is and he's about to prepare your table for you in the presence of your enemy. Some of y'all about to uh, uh, overthrow what your enemy had said about you a long time ago. Some of y'all about to get, amen, hallelujah, get in the presence of your enemy and God is about to allow you, amen, hallelujah, to deal with your enemies the way that you need to deal with your enemies. My God, hallelujah. Listen, every even in this time and this hour, God is going to allow 
out the remnant to show you your enemy that God has his hand on your life. God is allowing the remnant to prove to your enemy that he has his hand on your life. Hallelujah. Don't worry about what he says. Don't worry about what he does. Don't worry about what you've been going through in this pandemic because God said when it's all said and done, you're going to have the victory. Amen. You're going to have the victory. So the Bible says that he took the leaders and he scraped their bodies with wild thorns and bristles until they died. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Sometimes, amen, you got to get up close and personal with the enemy. Oh Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to get up close and personal with the enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is your PowerPoint moment. Hey, amen. Well, before we get to that, let me, let me deal with this. So the Bible says that he also went back to Peniel, right? He went back to Peniel as well. And the Bible said that he knocked down their tower. So they no longer had any protection. They no longer were, they were wide open now. God said he dealt with them as well. They meant this is your, this is your PowerPoint moment. Be serious about your word. Amen. Simple as that. Be serious about your word in this hour. Amen. Don't go back on your word. If you said it, then do it. Amen. If you spoke it and God told you to speak it, then do it. Be serious about your word. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. You got to be serious about your word in this hour. If you told the enemy you're going to do something and do it, prove him wrong because you know that God has his hand on your life. Prove the enemy wrong. So the Bible says that when we're in verses 18 through 20, the Bible says that Gideon questions them. Amen. He's standing before the two kings. He's questioning the two queen, kings. He asked them, he said, who, he says, he asked them about the men that they killed in Tabar. He asked them about those men. He says, what do those men look like? What does those men look like? Now, this is interesting because Gideon is referencing a time that is not actually spoken of in the Bible. Now, theologians believe that he was referencing when the Midianites first took over and the Midianites first came in and conquered them. Amen. Possibly in Judges 6 through 2. Uh, Judges 6 and 2, excuse me. And that's what some theologians believe. So he's referencing a time that really does not give any specific details as to when he, when and where he is talking about. And the Bible said that Gideon asked them, he says, what do those men look like that you killed in Tabar? He, he says, um, when, what, what, what do they look like? And the Bible said that the kings told them, they say they look like you. They look like the, they were dressed like you, like you people of your king. That's what he tells them. The Bible said that the king said they were dressed like you and they look like the people of your king. And so Gideon says, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. He said, that was my family. You killed off my family. He said, and I would not have killed you, but you killed my family first. That's what Gideon tells them. And the Bible said that Gideon does something very interesting. He brings another player into this thing. He brings another person into this thing. And the Bible says that Gideon tells his son at this particular time, he tells his son, uh, Jether, he tells him, he says, kill the kings. 
Oh my God, look what he does. He gives the weapon to his son and he tells his son to kill the king. Isn't this interesting that Gideon is now speaking to his son? The Bible says that his son did not kill the king because he was afraid. Oh my God, because he was afraid and because he was too young. Let me tell you something. Amen. This is the hour of some, this is the hour where you got to be mature in dealing with your enemies. Oh my God. You got to be mature in dealing with your enemies. This ain't the hour for, amen, some children. This is not the hour for babes in Christ, amen, to deal with the enemy. This is the, this is the hour for the mature remnant to come forth and to intercede and deal with the enemy. Gideon does something interesting. He tells his son to kill the Midian king. That's what he tells his son. And the Bible said that his son would not do it because he was too young. He was a young lad. He was too young. He was afraid and he did not know what he was doing. Amen. He was too young for it. The Bible mentions, but this is interesting because the Bible never mentions his son with the 300. So where did his son come from? Where was his son? Because he only had the men with him. Oh my God. He only had the men with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That God chose him for him that he will kill the enemy. Let me tell you something. In this hour, God says, I'm going to allow your children to see you get your victory. I'm allowed generations after you to see you get your victory. I'm allowed the generations after you to see you take back everything that the enemy has stolen from you. I'm allowed the generations in your children to see you, amen, overcome and overthrow your enemy. I'm allowed the ch your children and your in your generations to come to see you, amen, reap the benefits of your hard labor. Amen. God says he's going allow you, amen, to allow your children and generations after them to see you be victorious. They saw you behind the eight ball long enough. They saw that you were struggling long enough. They saw, amen, how people treated you and how they did you wrong long enough. But God said this time, he's going to allow your children and generations to see you get the victory. My God, hallelujah. Glory to his name. Look at somebody and tell them, say, I got the victory. I got the victory. We're about to close out this thing. Amen. I got the victory. Amen. So what the Bible says, and the Bible says that his son was too afraid to kill the king. And Gideon kills the kings himself. Gideon kills the kings himself. And so now we realize, amen, when we get to verses 22 through 28 and 33 to 35, what happens? Gideon understands and he recognized that it was God and not himself and not his men who won the battle over the Midianites. Gideon recognizes this. Gideon does something very interesting. He remains humble with the offer from the people because here we find out that the people, because he kills the kings, the enemy is destroyed. The enemy is gone. The people now comes to Gideon. They say, Gideon, we want you to be our king. And Gideon says, no, I'm not going to be your king. I'll, no, they specifically says, Gideon, I want you and your son to be our king king. And Gideon says, I'm not going to be your king. And my sons is not going to be your king. And my son's sons are not going to be your king, but God will be your king. 
Oh my God, hallelujah. When somebody try to push you in an area, in a place where you know you don't belong, you gotta let them know, let God be God. Amen. Don't I don't need to have be pushed in the place, in an area, in a position where I don't belong. You gotta let God be God. Hey my God. Jesus, you gotta let God be God. Hallelujah. Don't let people set you up for failure. Don't let people put you in a place where you don't belong. Amen. Let God be God. Oh my God. So the Bible says that he remained humble with an offer from the people. He said, no, I don't want that. The Bible says, he said, neither my sons will be your king. And the second thing he asked, amen, he, he, he says, but I do have one request. Gideon said, I got one request. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, I got one request. And the request that I do have is that you all, amen, I want you to give me all the gold from the enemy. He then asked them, he says, I want you to give me all the gold from the enemy. All that you have, I want you to give it to me. And the Bible says that Gideon makes an ephod. Now we're coming to the, the conclusion of the matter. We're coming to the conclusion of the matter. The Bible said that he makes an ephod. The ephod, what is an ephod? The ephod is referred to as a priestly, or of, excuse me, referred to in a priestly ordinance as part of an official dress of of a high priest that is an ephod amen and was it was made uh um with threads of blue, of purple, and of scarlet. And it was fine tweeted linen. Amen. It was tweeted together linen. And it was embroiled with gold thread. With And, and you had to have an expert, someone that was cra uh, cunning at their craft, able to sew. Not everybody can put together or to sew an ephod. There were special people that were supposed to be in place to handle this matter. If you read Exodus the 28th chapter, the 5th through the 31st verse, excuse me, the 35th verses, Exodus 28 verses 5 through 35, Exodus 39 verses 2 through 24, you can read all about the ephod, but we don't have time to deal with that tonight. All right, you can read about the ephod. Gideon makes this ephod, and when you read in Exodus, you will find out that this ephod was uh, 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 specifically craft in a manner in which God had gave instructions how it should be made. And you will find out that with the ephod, there was a breastplate that was made and put upon the priest, the high priest in particular. And the Bible says that when you read this, you will find out that there was jewels and there were stones all over this ephod. There were certain things that had to be in certain places on this ephod. The Bible says that Gideon makes this ephod, amen, one that is to be worn by the high priest. The Bible says that in verse 27 of the book of Judges, the Bible says that the Gideon, he hangs the garment up. He hangs the garment up and he puts the ephod up in up. Uh, uh, and put the ephod up in the city of Orphra. That's what he does. Amen. He puts the ephod up. Now, amen. Theologians believe that why he, you know, the, the Bible never talks about a high priest during this time. Amen. The Bible, you have to do a chronological order to find out what all was going on during that time. We don't have time to go into all that right now. Amen. So what happens is that he hangs this ephod up. This ephod, amen. Theologians believe that this ephod was so heavy that no one could 
could have worn it anyway because it had so many jewels. It had so much gold on it. It had so many things that adorned it. Amen. That it was so heavy that a natural man could not wear this ephod anyway. Amen. The Bible said that he hangs this, put he puts this ephod up uh, in the city of Oprah. Somebody typed good motives with negative results. Gideon understood that it was not him that gave him the victory. Amen. It was not him that gave the children of Israel the victory over their enemy, but it was God. God, amen, allowed them to overtake their enemy. Good motives with negative results. He makes this ephod, he hangs it up. Instead of the people remembering the time that the ephod was made and what the ephod was made out of, instead of the people remembering what the ephod was a symbol of, amen, the Bible says, amen, that they began to worship the ephod. My God, Gideon, uh, Gideon, I just believe, I just believe that Gideon, amen, put this ephod up as a symbol of their victory and their freedom that God had given them over the Midianites, amen, because it engulfed all of the Midianites, amen, amen, the jewels of their enemy. I believe that God, that Gideon hung this ephod up, amen, as a symbol of remembrance of the victory and the freedom that God had given them over the Midianites. Gideon had good motives as to what he was doing, as to why he did what he did. Amen. But it ended up being a negative result because of it. Oh my God. It ended up being a negative result. Amen. They met, they began to worship. Amen. The They began to worship. They began to look at this ephod at it in an unholy manner. They began to look at this ephod in an unholy manner. Now they started worshiping them. They started worshiping the gold and the stones and the earrings that was made. Amen. They made it into an idol. My God, instead of a memorial. Oh my God, they made the ephod into an idol instead of a memorial. Amen. Somebody type good motives with negative results. Gideon had a good motive, but it ended up with a negative result. My Jesus. Amen. This is your PowerPoint moment and we're closing out. Amen. Memorials remember even when we forget. Oh my Jesus. Memorials remember even even when we forget. Don't allow the enemy to cause you to turn your victory into an idolatry, forgetting that you should be, forgetting that it should be a memorial unto the Lord. Don't allow the enemy to cause you to turn your victory into idolatry, forgetting that it should be a memorial unto the Lord. Good motives with negative results. My God. Gideon, he creates this ephod, he hangs it up, <clears throat> and the Bible says, I just believe he hung it up as a memorial, because the Bible doesn't specifically say why he hung it up, but why would you make a priestly garment that is made for the high priest? Jesus Christ, our high priest, when they offered up a sacrifice, when a high priest went into, the, went into the holies of holies, he wore an ephod 
He needed to come before the Lord pure with nothing in his heart. And so now he creates this priestly garment and he adorns it with beauty. And the ephod was considered beautiful. He adorns it with beauty. He hangs it up because it's too heavy. It has jewels. It has gold. I just believe it was a memorial unto the Lord, giving them, showing them for them to remember their victory over their enemy. But now the people turn. Good motives. He made good by it. But it ended up having a negative result. Because now they started worshiping it. And anything that you worship outside of God is considered an idol. And so the Bible says that Gideon dies. The Bible says that Gideon was buried in his father's sepulcher. Father's sepulcher. He was buried there. And the Bible said that the children of Israel, after all that had taken place, they began to worship this ephod. They forgot about God. They went right back to their old ways. Good motives. Gideon, they forgot about all that Gideon had done for, done for them. Forgot about all how God had used Gideon and the 300 men. Gideon had good motives, but it ended up with a negative result. Look at that. This is what you got to understand something. When you do something for the Lord, make sure that your motives are pure. Make sure your motives are pure. And even if your motives are pure, it still does not stop other people from bringing about negative results. But long as your motive, long as your heart is right before the Lord. God will honor that which you do. All of that. They went through all of that. They ended up reverting back to idolatry. There's so much idolatry going on. Listen, you got to worship God. And worship him alone. He's a jealous God. He'll have no other God before him. He's a jealous God. Good motives. But negative results. All of that they went through. Killing off for thousands, hundreds of thousands of men. And ended up disobeying God again. Ended up. Creating an idol out of the very thing that symbolized holiness. They created an idol out of the very thing that symbolizes holiness. A priestly garment is considered holy. And not only does a priestly garment, there's a high priest garment. My God. Negative motives. Excuse me. Good motives with negative results. Stay focused. Keep your heart pure. Don't allow the enemy. What do we say? Don't allow the enemy to cause you to turn your victory into an 
into idolatry, forgetting that it should be a memorial unto the Lord. What did God tell the children of Israel when he delivered them out of the land of Egypt? Right? He told them to put the blood over the doorpost so that the death angel would not come in and kill off their firstborn. And he said, you should remember, you should do this as a memorial unto me. You should, from this day, you should remember what I did, what I did for you when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. That's why I believe that it was a memorial. It was put up there for the children of Israel to remember what the Lord had done for them. Now they done jacked up, messed up, and they started worshiping it. A holy symbol. They worshiped it. So we thank God for you, 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 and you. We thank God for the word of God on tonight. We pray that it has blessed you all. We pray that you have received, amen, hallelujah, from the word of God on tonight. We pray that God has touched your heart, that your heart will remain pure and will remain open unto the Lord. We pray that God will continue to bless you all, that God will continue to cover you, that God will continue to show you that he is God and that he is Lord. We pray that God will continue to embody you and show you that he has need of you even in this hour. We want to pray with you on tonight. If someone does not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then we invite you, amen, to get to know him. We invite you to give your life to Jesus Christ on tonight. And so we believe that God is still saving souls. God is still a, a soul-saving God. And so we invite you that if you don't know him, we're going to pray with you on tonight. We're going to pray. And tomorrow morning, we again, we'll be with you all on tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. We'll be with you all for breaking up day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change your life. I know I keep saying it, but we've been going way over, but God has been blessing and moving. And so we thank God for that. And so we will be with you all tomorrow morning at 630. Let us pray on tonight. Are there any prayer requests? Are there any prayer requests on tonight that you all want me to pray for? Um, you can go ahead and put it in the chat. Are there any prayer requests on tonight that you all specifically somebody want me to pray for? Anyone? If not, we're just going to pray. We're going to pray on tonight. Hallelujah. We thank God for you all. Thank you all so very much for chiming in and being with us. We hope that you receive something on tonight. We hope that you have. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb of God. We got some great things coming up next year. Hallelujah. And towards the end of this year, 
We have some great things. If you'd like to connect with Overcomer Outreach Christian Center, you can do so. We bless God. We thank God. There are some people that have already connected and I thank God for them and I bless God for them. So you can connect with us on tonight and thank you all for being a part of what we're doing and continue to pray for me as I pray for you all. We want to believe God and we trust God for souls and we want to be able to do some great things in this upcoming year for the kingdom of God, for the kingdom of God. If anybody knows me, knows that I am a giver and I am a true advocate of the kingdom of God. I live what I preach and I preach what I live. Amen. That's what I do. Amen. And nothing less. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I haven't always been perfect, but I believe. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, God. We love you on today. We thank you for allowing us to come together. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this series, God, for how we understand, Lord God, that sometimes good motives can have some negative results. But God, we thank you because we're coming before you with an open heart, a pure heart, a righteous heart. God, we ask that you, Lord God, will search us through and through even now. If you find anything in us that's not pleasing, we ask that you will forgive us right now. We ask, Lord God, that we want our motives and our heart intent to be pure unto you. We want to be able to hear from you. We want to be able to receive from you. And not only that, we want our light to shine in this dark world. And Father, we pray, Lord God, that you will begin to bless your people. We pray that you will begin to touch them. And we pray, Lord God, that you will keep your hand upon them, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Keep their bodies healed and strong, God. Keep them, Lord God, alert and oriented as they travel to and from, God. We ask, Lord God, that you will give them a restful rest, even a peaceful rest on tonight, God. I pray right now that, that your word will be hid in their heart, that they may not sin against you. Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, we ask, Lord God, that even now, God, that someone will watch this, this video later on, God, and that they are seeking answers, God, and they want to know you and the pardon of their sin. And Father, we ask that you will save their soul on tonight, that they will confess that you are Jesus Christ, Lord God, that they will believe that you are the son of the living God, and that they will ask you to come into their life and save them on tonight. In Jesus' name, they will do that prayer right there. And Father, that you will come into their heart, and that you will begin to work on their life, and that you will begin to work and help them in areas where they need to, Lord God, grow and to learn in you. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for being a God that cares and loves in Jesus' name. We bless your holy and your righteous name. And Father, we pray that, Lord God, you will begin to touch your people even on tonight. Allow them to rest and rise on tomorrow morning in due time, giving your name praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Thank you all for chiming in. We thank God for you, 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 and you. Love you all much. See you tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. for Breaking of Day Prayer Conference Call. Listen, again, if you have not registered for the Bow Summit Business Oil and Worship, go to our website and register on tonight. You can register at our website, www.bgjonesministries.org. Hit that Bow Summit tablet, excuse me, not tablet, tab. Hit that Bow Summit tab and go ahead and register so that we can get your uh, registration packet out to you. You don't want to miss it. We got two power pack people that will be with us on October the 23rd and October the 24th. We are 
really one month away, one month away. And so if you have not registered, go ahead and register. Thank you all for those who have already registered. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. And your packet will be coming to you real, real soon. All right. So we love you all. See you tomorrow morning. God bless you. Have an awesome, awesome night. God bless you.